and we are back for season four. Kylie Dixon here, founder of the Northern Lass Lounge. And let me tell you, have we stepped it up a notch, lasses. So many exciting things going on, but most importantly, more amazing business lasses to chat to and share their stories. Talking about sharing, please do us a favour if you haven't already. I know people bang on about this all the time, but it helps us massively. Please follow our podcast or like it depending on whichever platform you're on and share it to another business person anybody who you think will benefit from us and leave us a cheeky little five-star review if you're new to lounging with the lasses and you like our crack then come on over to the best place on the internet where it all began the northern last lounge on facebook you can find us on instagram linkedin and there's a whole load of information on our website www.thenorthernlastlounge.com Today I'm lounging with Claire Ball, a self-proclaimed self-love counsellor and advocate of embracing one's body unconditionally. It's incredible how far Claire has come from a place of immense mental challenge of self-loathing and hating her body to now she's actually coaching people to change their mindset and embrace their body with confidence. We tap into the world of diet culture with some eye-opening experiences from when Claire was a Slimming World consultant and get ready for some of our most ludicrous diet fads. Claire also has a fantastic podcast called The Self-Love Initiative so do go over and have a listen and support her. Claire Ball, hello. Hello, hi. I apologise, I'm really croaky, but it adds to the atmosphere, I think. It does, it does. You've got an awesome voice, and we're going to talk about your podcast and how you've developed yourself and all kinds. I'm really looking forward to this. All kinds is going to come out, because this just shows you, doesn't it, the power of speaking to somebody face-to-face, because we only met um, a few weeks ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I met you once at... um, in October at that yeah. event, but you were flying around like the blue arse fly, weren't you? Um, like full of busy. And then, yeah, we met at the Carnival House, I think it was called, wasn't it? In yeah. It was lovely. And I, I knew very little about you, and this is something, if I if I could ask for one thing in my life, if I could like compartmentalise being able to pick every single last from the lounge and just having like half an hour sub face to face being able to chat with them that's why I love these podcasts yeah. but when we started talking I had no clue about your history and your background and I went yeah. I need to get you on the podcast because I think your story will resonate so many women specifically about the diet culture and everything so yeah I hope you- so so and there there you go we were just talking about the the background noises there so you sound like you're in New York oh yes sorry I apologize (laughs) I'm on like a main road and when it's dead quiet unless I come on zoom Uh and then it's like Beirut outside so if it gets too much let me know and I can shut the window and you'll slowly see me melting in the seat (laughs) I like that my dad's just been around because my dad takes the bear to golf and I always warn them when I'm going to do a podcast and all you'll understand this because you've got your own podcast and I go right for the next day you can't contact us my dad's literally just rocked in at 20 past right so 10 minutes before this was about to get recorded stick the kettle on I'm like <laughs> I've warned everyone in my house I'm like I'm not available don't interrupt us leave me alone be quiet normally I get hello and I'm like oh sorry it's when I've got a client on the phone and I'm like sorry it's just my kids coming in the country it's like it's real it's real life life. it is so Claire tell us what you're all about what you do and what your business is oh that's a big question what am I all about so um I um what I would describe myself now as so I'm a counsellor by my main occupation as counsellor I've just recently qualified a few years ago and um but my big passion and my big sort of mission is to help women to love themselves a little bit more um because I've spent most of my life not loving myself and trying to be better by hating myself and it just doesn't work and I now 
offer um, workshops, one-to-one -one coaching, um, talks, um, pretty much anything. Well, I'll say anything. I'll be careful offering stuff like that. But um, I will. I, I guess I will try anything once within reason. <laughs> um, so my business is um, Claire Ball. Um, counseling, self-development and coaching. No, counseling, coaching and self-development. Forgive yeah. me, I have just rebranded, so I'm getting used to the new title. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a mix of everything really. So I'm just getting it on its feet now and, and getting moving. So I'm really grateful for this opportunity to like chat. I love the sound of your own voice, so you will have to show us up. Hey, well, we, we both do, so this might be interesting. <laughs> So with your story, and, and we chatted a bit like this about this the other week, um, and I really want to just tap into how your your, your past's kind of shaped your, your future. Yeah. You've overcome immense mental challenges, I suppose, with self-love yeah. and all kinds, haven't you? So just talk us through a little bit of that. Yeah, so I mean, I had a really happy childhood. I had a really great relationship with my mum and we're really close. And um, some stuff happened to us in childhood that... I, I probably didn't process at the time and didn't really realize the impact that then had on my life but from a very young age probably like from as far as I can remember like 13 14 but probably before that my weight was always an issue so I remember going to a dietitian, and I look back now and like there was nothing on us really like for a child um I've been to dietitians. I had weight loss pills um I joined weight loss clubs I've tried them all and um through all of that and through what I know now, you know, the self-loathing and self-hate came. I, I never liked who I was. I never, I had false confidence. So everyone would always say, you're dead bubbly. But I think when you're in a bigger body, you do that to overcompensate for, if I make a joke about me, then nobody else will make a joke about me type mentality. Mm -hmm. So that kind of shaped us a lot. Like over those years, I went away to university and lots you know had a really great life met my husband there um and like I, I don't think I had like a terrible life or anything but I think all of these things were just going on in the background shaping who you are as an adult as they do and I always wanted to be a counsellor but I knew that you had to have counselling for that and I didn't want to talk about what had happened to us so I just avoided it so I thought avoidance is key because that's the answer to everything yeah. um so I worked in call centers and everything um that was my main job and I flipped and loved it when I was younger it was like the best thing ever like the camaraderie I did go back for a brief period when I was in my 30s and I was telling you wasn't that it's just not the same I kind of keep up man oh <laughs> He would the court like live working in. I say I nearly said living there because I felt like I did live in the court. Yes, it was yes. so different, wasn't it? And anything kind of going. And I mean, I met Gary there, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we we like if you look back to some of the stuff we got up to. Oh my no. god, I was just wild and like. And now I look back, and actually that that forms I, I do apologize I'm very jumpy so it will make sense at some point but I jump around but working in the call center really shapes my desire to be self-employed and it comes from being told I have eight minutes a day to go to the toilet uh -huh. and I was like are you having a laugh like especially when I went back when I was 30 and they were like you've got eight minutes and I was like you put me at the desk furthest away from the toilet and I'll need I've had two kids I we way more than eight minutes a day like I'm, I'm really and I was so stressed out by it and I just thought nah like I, I don't want to be tied by somebody else's rules mm -hmm. I want to be able to go to the toilet when I want to go to the toilet like yeah. that's my that yeah. was why I became self-employed can you imagine that's the tagline <laughs> but um but yeah, so I went, worked in call centers, worked as a travel agent, loved that job, loads of lovely opportunities to travel. And then um, I left uni, came back home. Um, turns out I waited my whole life to get away from South Shields. And then the minute I left, I was like, oh, I want to go back. Um, and I love it now. And um, I think I've been home a little while and um, my mum died in 2012 really suddenly. So she got diagnosed in the January with cancer and died three months later and it was horrendous. It was the worst time of my life. And I, and very quickly after that, I got pregnant with my second child, Elliot. And it was the best thing because he just completely kept us going and kept us strong. 
but I didn't want to go back to work in a call centre. Yeah. So I'd been left some money from my mum. And one thing I'd looked at previously was to become a consultant for a slimming organisation, okay. which I'd been a member of for quite a few years before that, for about six years before. And it just never been the right time. And I'd lost quite a lot of weight with them. I think I'd lost about four stone at that point. So, and obviously felt like that was the best thing I could ever do with my life. And it was great. So I went and I don't regret it one little bit um, because I learned so many skills. I met so many incredible people, um, but I did that for four years. Never went back to the call centre, um, well, until later on. Um, and that was where I started to meet people. I would like meet brand new people every week with different life stories. And you would be a bit of a counsellor for them because they'd come in and they'd be like, when I'm going, why did you not lose weight this week? And that lovely patronising tone that you didn't realise you had. And people were like, well, this has gone on and that's gone on. And you would be there for them. And and then uh, in 2017, I had a really bad patch in my life. I got diagnosed with depression. I was really low and I had no idea why. I really struggled. And all this stuff came out from my childhood. And it was just a big, long process. It caused a lot of friction here, there and everywhere. And I asked my job, because you're classed as self-employed when you work for yeah. this slimming organisation, you're not you're not employed. And I asked for some time off. I was a manager at the time um, and I was told no. And I was like, OK, this is weird. This is different. The call centre is normal. I took five months off when my mum was back. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, OK, so I'll quit because that's the only option I have. And I just I just got trapped terribly, to be honest. But I don't want to like sit and slag people off and things but it was an awful time I had some terrible experiences and because of that lack of support I decided to give up being a consultant as well which broke me heart and I think of everything I've been through that was probably one of the lowest times in my life because I thought I had that job for life I thought that was what I was going to retire and do yeah so I had no no um like what's the word focus like no concentration of where I was going what I was doing so I tried everything. I've run baby classes. I've been had my own cleaning business and then COVID hit and that left. And I flipped and loved that job, honestly. Um, I never my own house is an absolute tip. Everybody <laughs> else's was gleaming. And counselling, I kept coming back to counselling. So I started on a course with that. Um, but all in the while in the background, I was still going to some world as a member. And then in um the it was 2019. I'd started to follow a couple of accounts on Instagram and the girls, like their accounts are just amazing. And I was thinking, how do you look so good in those clothes? Because I look like a sack of potatoes when I wear that. Like, how do you look so amazing? My shape's the same as yours. And I didn't get it. And then I realised that it was confidence. It wasn't about how they looked. It was that they were confident in wearing it. So I started to be more confident in what I was wearing and started to be a bit more confident in myself, which naturally then, me, my counselling course was better. I was able to start doing the self-development work a lot easier. Yeah. <clears throat> and then my big turning point was um, April 2019, and I went to see Take That, my favourite band in the world, so I absolutely love them. And I was wearing a leopard print skirt, a black t-shirt and boots, and I felt amazing like when I look at the photo now it just makes this beam I felt incredible and four days later I stepped on the scales and I'd gained weight and I have never been so horrible at myself in and I was like yeah yeah all the things I'm not going to say them because people will go yeah no I understand like all the things you say to yourself how rubbish I was and stuff like that and I sat down in that group and I just thought I don't want to do this anymore and my friend was the consultant and I and he came up with things like do you want to talk about that? I don't want to talk. Don't talk to me. I'm, I'm too huffy. I don't want to talk. And he did force us to talk. And I just all came out. I was like, I want to eat a beef burger. I don't want mushroom burgers. I know I know you love mushrooms, Kelly, but I don't <laughs> want it in a burger. Sorry, knock them or don't knock them. <laughs> I was like, I don't want cauliflower rice. I just want white <laughs> rice. And yeah, honestly, it all poured out. And he said, do you want to be here? And I said, I don't know. And I walked out that door and I've never been back again. And it was the best thing I ever did. And then slowly over the last four years, three years, I've, I've four years actually, isn't it? Um, I've learned a lot more about diet culture, but it ties in so well with my life. Like I would never have had the confidence to be self-employed the way I am now and put myself out there the way I am now had I not had the self-love side of it as yeah. well. 
that's my history. I was going to say in a nutshell, but there wasn't much of a nutshell about that. I love it. Long. I love it because I, I, I love hearing how different experiences have, have completely paved the way yeah. of what were you doing. And there's a couple of things I want to just tap into a little bit more there. So, yeah. I because you, you have coaching sessions with people or counseling sessions and specifically around the self-love and like ah uh, so I've I've struggled with I've got body dysmorphia like a complete body dysmorphia I don't see a lot of the time sometimes I do like in the mirror what other people do and I know this is all stemmed from comments that were made because I was larger when I was um at school and, and it can just be that like one one comment I think it was a great auntie my auntie Peggy bless her and <laughs> she went yeah. Wow, she's nice spring chicken is she and that stayed in it and another one from an uncle who mentioned something and for some reason those two comments are always in my head so i've had it various bouts of eating disorder going on ridiculous diets like i remember going on holiday uh, so i've been in the thick of the diet culture like i remember going on holiday and a week before doing the military diet oh that sounds intense have you not heard? You must have heard of it, Mum, where you have like, no. you have like, oh, half a grapefruit. Oh, yes. And then I've five, done this one. Five green beans, um, two crackers and some cottage cheese or something like that, isn't it? Beetroot, there was beetroot on it. Ice cream. And I, yes. And we, I had that when I was at uni and it was, my mum gave us it, it was a, it was a diet that they would give you before you went in the hospital for an operation, uh-huh. and I did it, and it was in the Easter holidays at university, and everybody else had gone home apart from me and my friend, and she was like, I'll do it with you, I'll do it with you, and one night she went over to her boyfriend's house and ordered pizza, and uh-huh. I didn't speak to her for three days, I was like, you traitor, like how, how ridiculous, uh-huh. I should have just gone and eaten the pizza, but I was like, I'm having my half a Ming and grapefruit and my dry pasta or whatever it was. Oh, Tuna. yeah, I've done it all, mate. I've done it all. So I've done it all. You know, I've gone to absolute extremity <sighs> and done bodybuilding and then being scrutinised to death on the stage, which just added to the whole issue anyway. Yeah. So I struggle and people won't, a lot of people won't know this because I am quite confident. I come across quite confident, but nobody knows what goes on in my head or the conversations I have with myself or with Gary, because Gary struggles with his weight as well. He's had eating disorders in the past. So my question is, like, if I am struggling with how to change my mindset around how I feel, and I did go and listen to your podcast before here, just because I was nervous of the type of words I was going to say on here, and you've already said... A bigger body right mm-hmm. how does somebody who has a bigger body bigger body than me start to train themselves to love themselves how does that how do you do that well for me and and I'm always really careful what words I use as well because I'm aware that I use the words that are comfortable for me but I'm aware that they're not for others so I identify myself as fat so yeah. I would say I'm fat and the reason I say that is if I ever got kidnapped right and then they said to my husband, what does she look like? And he's going, well, well, she was like, in a, she's a little bit bigger. Just tell them I'm fat. You'll find us quicker. Like, I'm really not that precious about it. So mm-hmm. it's just a word. But it always used to be a word that terrified us because it would be said in a negative way. And it still is. It's still used as an insult. But if you take back that power, then what like it can't hurt you if you yeah. just say do you know what I'm fat and it's just a descriptor it's the same as saying I'm slim and it's not me telling myself because I'll say I'm fat and people go he don't and I'm like but I am and I'm okay with that I think to learn to love yourself you have to want to I've had a lot of people that say I wish I could do that but then they don't want to give up diet culture they don't want to give up that idea of being thin they're like I want to love myself but I still want to lose weight now I don't believe you can't do that but I believe the for me and this is just my opinion on it and how I work you've got to learn to love yourself first before you can start to change your body because you've got to accept how you look now so that as your body changes you'll accept it as it changes as well and it's not a bad thing to want to lose weight like and I, and if you'd spoke to me in 29 well probably t- end of 2019 I would have told you a very different story but I've learned a lot more now yeah like it's not a bad thing to want to change your body and you've got to remember we're in a society that does accept thinness over 
over fatness if, if you're more socially heard you know you're more accepted we live in a fat phobic society so it just is what it is but I think if you're sitting there and you think I can't do that well it is about mindset it, it is about and, and you will know this just from the stuff that you do in the lounge everything's about practice you're not going to give us a coaching on anything and say go off and in a week you're going to do it if we don't consistently continue to do it it's just going to drop off and 10 weeks later you're going to say how are you getting on with that that you that task I said oh well I've not really done it but if you've done it every single day it starts to become a habit and somebody said to me a few weeks ago and I've used it with loads of my clients that a belief is just a practice thought so whatever you believe about yourself it's just a thought that you've practiced over and over and therefore you can practice another thought and believe something else so it kind of goes down the school, although I don't fully believe it, in the fake it till you make it type mindset. Yeah. You've almost got a tricky brain into believing that you love yourself and eventually it will love itself. It's, it sounds very simplified and it's not that easy, but that's kind of what, in a nutshell, what it would be, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and there's a couple of things that happen, resonate with it. It's like, I, I always get the chance, because I work with this type of environment, I get... I can't go live. I can't go live. I can't go live. I can't go live. That that's the biggest challenge. Like you're you're probably up against people going, I hate myself. Like I can't yeah. open myself. And I always it, it is, it's that the more you do it, the more the easier it gets. It really yeah. and it's yeah. like getting over that fear. So I suppose with you and what you do and how you support people, it's it's accepting it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I so I did during lockdown. I've done it previously in the past, but probably my most successful time of doing it was during lockdown. I worked for a network marketing company and I fully, I really believe in them so much in as long as you find the right one in supporting and getting women to do stuff that they would never ever have the courage to start up and do. And it, it saved me. I, I, I'd started it just before lockdown. Obviously, my cleaning business finished in the March and then. Um, that was all I had as income so I just had to give it me all because I was like this is all I've got coming in but be through that because I was putting so much into it I got asked to do a lot of training and things and one of the training I used to do all the time was around self-love for your business so how loving yourself could help you and one of the big things exactly like I say was going live now I, I don't have any problems with going live with doing videos like I like I say I love the sound of my own voice and I I did before, but I think before I would always pick it apart and tell myself I look awful or, oh, well, how do I look like that? They're going to hate us. Now I don't care. I think if somebody, so another bit of, and I use like these little bits of things that people say, but when people go, but what do other people think? So the biggest advice I got given was other people's opinion of you are none of your business. I love that. Isn't it amazing? Uh -huh. Like, and, and actually, if you, if you're going to take what they're saying, about you you've got to ask yourself a few things you've got to ask yourself why they're saying it like is it true for one is it what have they got going on for themselves that's making them make that comment and would it be someone you would take advice from because mm -hmm. if none of those things are the case then why are you listening to their opinions of you yeah they've obviously got stuff got, very often people will criticize people because of their weight because they've got issues with their weight or they've yeah. had issues with their weight so it's mm -hmm. as simple as that so when you go live, somebody might watch that live and go, what is she doing? Like, why is she putting herself out there? Me and you both, I, when I watch your lives, I feel really relatable because I'm like, you're just like, oh, let us tell you the story. I'm like that. I'm like, oh, I do. I used to go live all the time when I had my network marketing business. And um, and like, I don't stick to a script. I just can't. Like, I can't. It's not me. Yeah. But. It, and, and I know it's terrifying, but what's the worst that's going to happen if you press go uh -huh. and and like, I don't know, the kids come in or you forget your words, like you swear or what, what the world's not going to end. Like, it's fine. And the worst is someone's going to think you look stupid, but actually they're not the ones going live. They're sitting at home in their comfort zone. You're outside of it. That's uh -huh. amazing. So I know it's easy for me to say and people will be listening going, yeah, no, but I just can't do it. But yeah. I promise you can. But mm -hmm. yeah, right. It is just pressing go, going live, coming off and going live and coming up. And it's the same with body confidence. Like I get a lot of people saying things like I couldn't, like I can't wear T-shirts in the summer. Yeah. yeah. And I've been that safety cardigans were always my thing. 
Yeah. But now I'm like, I don't care. I love my arms. Like, and and but I would never have been able to just do that from from where I'm at now. So yeah. actually, one of my friends that I follow, who who she has a huge account following, um, taught my body confidence. She was the one that gave me the advice. Was like, go out with a cardigan, take it off for like five minutes, then put it back on again, and then take it off for like ten minutes, and then put it back on again, and just build it up like that. And eventually you'll notice nobody dies when you take your cardigan off and the world didn't end. And actually you're still going about your business and nobody cared. And that'll, it's like exposure therapy in a sense. And for me, that's the easiest way to do it. Where like, I've got, I kind of show you now without standing up and whacking my legs out, but I've got like collots on today, like three quarter pants. You could go out in three quarter pants and then roll them up when you're sitting outside. You can roll them straight back down again. So it's like, you don't have to go and wear a bikini tomorrow, but what's the worst that's going to happen if you did? Mm-hmm. Like someone's going to say you have a body. Just, just that, just those few insights you've just said there's just blown my mind. Like what must go through some people's heads if they can't can't go out with a t-shirt on? It's so sad, mm-hmm. isn't it? I like I can't understand now. And luckily, I think your brain's really clever. It, mine is anyway protecting us from really horrible things that I've thought or been through because I can't I look back at photos now and I never ever would get my legs out like my legs being out was it was horrifying I, I I don't and now I'm like why and I don't shave my legs very often like I do it when I feel uncomfortable right. I very rarely shave we haven't got time for that man I know uh honestly I haven't got the energy and time and but people but and and I fully I fully appreciate that for some people it's the it's got to be right for them and they yeah. don't mind doing it and they feel yeah. great and that's fine my thing's not about and, and I got into a bit of an argument on Facebook a few years ago about it and with somebody who was saying that um if they didn't shave their legs, their partner would stop loving them. Just as if the partner put on weight, she would stop loving them. And I was like, oh my God, we're not friends on Facebook anymore. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have that negative energy in my life. But it's not about saying you don't have to shave, don't shave your, your legs or your armpits. It's not about that. It's about saying you've got choice not to. And we're never told that. Like nobody ever says, you don't have to do that. Yeah. And actually when someone said that to me, I was like, oh my God, like, yeah I don't have to liberating eh? it is it's amazing I love like I, I love it when my legs are smooth but I can't be bothered I haven't got to, it's like ironing don't iron can't be bothered my mum would be mortified the amount of crease t-shirts I go out in but the world's <laughs> not going to end because my t-shirt's crease is it like it's not only that you've got to be a bloody contortionist to shave your legs in, man. I know, I know. in the bloody shower the shower I mean is it easier to do it in the bath or the shower like what you you know what I mean? Mine's a leg on a toilet seat because I don't have a big enough shower and my bath doesn't have a shower head. So honestly, man, I can't, I just can't deal with it, man. But like, I, I so, but now I wear shorts and I'm cool and I feel cool. It's like a next level. I don't, I don't understand how I ever lived my life covering myself up for the benefit of other people and stop myself from having comfort and happiness. Like it's, it blows my mind now that, I this, used to do that. This must have such an amazing effect on your family now. It does. It absolutely does. Food's the biggest thing. Like, I try and bring them up around a diet culture-free house. And it's hard because kids just want to eat sweet stuff. They don't understand the benefits. And while I believe you should be able to eat whatever you want, unfortunately, they can't eat five miles bars for their breakfast than they would if they got the choice. Yeah. But the language is a lot different. So nothing is bad or good food. We'll never talk about bad or good food. We'll never talk about treats unless it's a financial treat. So it would be like a treat because we're going out for a meal and we normally couldn't afford that rather than a chocolate is a treat. Yeah. Um, we don't talk about cheat days or um, anything like that. It's just, or naughty or good foods. It's just food. Food is food. It doesn't matter. It feeds the soul, feeds yeah. the mind, feeds the body. And you do have to learn. And this is something I don't think we're ever really properly taught it, like what food does for our body. I never knew it. And that's probably conditioning years of 10 years of dieting, longer really, but 10 years with one particular place where. Uh, so I still struggle and as soon as I say this people know where I go because they'll understand I still struggle to see peas and sweet corn as vegetables because they were classed as a speed a free food but not a speed food right 
So you couldn't count them as a third of your plate. So if you had peas, you also needed to have broccoli or something like that. Now, I'm like, it's just a vegetable, but it has the same nutritional value as pasta in my head, which it doesn't. And it, it oh, it blows my mind, blows my mind. So I still work on it. And that's four years later. And I still have these things where I'm like, can I have that? I'm like, yes, you flipping can have that. Have it, eat it. Um, but it does make such a massive difference because they just are so accepting of their bodies. They don't, I don't feel like they have any issues around body image, which is so important to me because my mum grew up dieting, well, I dieted with her. So that's yeah. where I've got mine from. You know, my gran always um, would talk about diets and stuff. And yeah. God love it, I love it a bit. But she was one of my biggest critics uh, yeah. about me weight, still is now, but she's getting better because I can be like, oi, stop mm -hmm. it. And my other grandma, she would like she would always just be like whatever you want to do pet I say I can't have a biscuit I'm on a diet and she go well just have one <laughs> no I can't go on pet do you not just want a mince and dumplings instead hi <laughs> all right then I'll have that like she was a proper feeder um <laughs> so you have it from all angles but I think it definitely makes such a difference to yeah me, me family without a doubt. Um, like the way that we've we've so I mean guys like we, we say we eat healthy right we eat healthy we just eat food that we like which is new yeah. food and let's not let's not funny about here it was slim and world right that's where you are. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um and i went and i lost four stone on slim and world uh so i thought it was the greatest thing ever but we we chatted about this didn't we and the, the stuff that I've learned about food since, like research, since doing bodybuilding, since looking at nutrition and that, they don't tell you any of that. They don't no. tell you anything. I couldn't, what used to blow my mind was, and this is where I'm trying to get some inside scoop, Claire. Okay. What used to blow my mind was, like, I exercise every day to yeah. make myself feel better. Um, and I know that that works for my mind and it sets us up for the day. I'm there at five o'clock in the morning. I'll always do some kind of exercise just to make myself better. And they used to say that you couldn't ex What? You can't exercise or it won't work? What? Well, so they can't, they, a, a good consultant shouldn't say you can't exercise because it is advocated. And I think and I think since I've left a lot more, not that that sounds like you said, but since yeah. I've left, I've changed. <laughs> I think well, it's just... Yeah. It did change a bit, didn't it? Like, because yeah. this was years ago when I went, when they were like, no, yeah. you, can't, you can't exercise. But then they changed it. Yeah. So when I was there, they would advise you to exercise because, um, well, it's called body magic. So the idea is, and I, I, I believe in this, that we shouldn't be forced to exercise because for some people that come to, to slimming groups, you know, they they are at a point in their life where they a lot of them don't leave the house or they can't walk very far like they have a lot of issues right so to say to them which some other places did like you need to go and do 30 minutes of cardio exercise five times a week was just I can't do that yeah but actually what we used to say and it's totally true is anything any movement that gets your heart racing is good yeah. and it is and that's not a bad thing so we would advise you could lose half a pound to a pound a week or something like that. I don't know where this science came from, because obviously that would very much depend on what you did, what I did, what our bodies were like. It would be very different. But the problem was that we used to uh, have the sort of belief that you'll have heard that body muscle weighs heavier than fat and um, your body retains water when you exercise, a lot of which is not true the way that they describe it or that actually it shouldn't matter whether that's the case. And actually that's proven why getting weird every single week isn't a positive thing because you, because if you're exercising over a month, you will see a difference in your body. If you're, if you are, if you're having less calories than you put in and you're exercising, it's not as simple as that, but it, you it's probably will see a change. Yeah. yeah. It's science. I know there's a lot more that goes into it and socioeconomic factors in and people's health and genetics and all that. I know that, but if you just didn't weigh yourself and you just didn't know what you weighed and you were just living like that, like what difference would it make to your life? Because actually for me, and I know so many other people, the minute you got on that blocks and you look down at that number, that number told you your mood for the week. And yeah. it would tell you whether you were going to binge, mm -hmm. whether you were going to restrict, whether you were going to be good, be bad. Like it, it just 
everything. I had no time in my brain to do anything but talk about food and my weight loss. I couldn't, I, I'm into politics now, mental. Never thought I'd be into politics. I couldn't give a hoot five years ago. Now I'm like proper feminism, politics. Like I, I've got, I'm an advocate for things. Whereas <laughs> before I had no space in my brain for anything. And I know I'm not alone in that, but I also know that moving away from that and deciding to get off the scales and move away from a group of people who are your friends and your really close friends and your support network is terrifying. So I know it's not as easy as doing that. And I did it and it's awful because I lost a lot of people. I've got people who no longer are friends with me purely because of my opinions on Slimming World. Mm -hmm. And and as a people pleaser and someone that loves to be loved, it's not easy. But I've come to know that other people's opinions of me are none of my business. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, if I care what they think, then what I'm saying is what they think of me is more important than what I think of me. Yeah. And I've just got to stay in my lane and know that I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm not, I'm not out to bash places. I was, yeah. and I, I want to in some ways, and I want to scream for the rooftops, but actually what I've learned, and I think this is something you, uh, you show really well in the lounge, is actually the way to teach people isn't to teach them it's to say look what's helped me and this is how I do it and then if people want to come on board they can yeah. love it and that's how I kind of hopefully follow my path I Fantastic. think Fantastic. so social media then because you've touched on it um I, I'm I'm intrigued to know how this played out on social media or did it it absolutely did. Oh, I come on. live oh, my I, life on social media. So how did you react? Always have. react? What happened? What, what was it? So it's funny because obviously it comes up as memories every year. So when I, I do, some days get us really down. So one of my worst things that comes up is when I was pregnant with my second child, I was I went to Slimming World the whole way through. And I got a lot of praise. I ended up with a net loss when I got weird. And all I cared about, so the minute I had him, all I cared about was getting weird. Yeah. And it makes me really sad now because I know I wasn't healthy. And it yeah. was it was the Royal College of Midwives supported it, but it, it wasn't healthy. I, I was binging and restricting and binging and restricting. And it wasn't, it was awful. And I, and that makes me sad when I read that. But the other memory, so the it comes up about um there's an image comes up of me sat like in a mood on an Instagram story of the day I got weird where I decided I wasn't going to go back um and then I put a post on saying I've decided I'm moving away from Slimming World and the funniest thing in that is it says I'll never slag off Slimming World it works and now I'm like um uh, not wrong much um but yeah um but you know what I'm always dead honest and I just think you learn don't you like you only know what you know at the time like you, I've seen you write that loads when people are like, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to do this. And you're like, well, you only know what you know. Like, you don't know it till you know it. So how was I supposed to know that there was a whole world of anti-diet culture stuff outside of Slimming World until, I w- when you worked for them, you're told to ignore everything. You're told to not interact with it, not to, it's it's very culty. Like it's very, you know, like stay within your lane, stay within this circle. So I don't have any shame in admitting that I'm wrong and I and I say you know I was wrong with what I said but now I know better and I want to share that so I it was a lot to do with Facebook at first then I moved on to Instagram and I built and you know it's it's a meager following on Instagram compared to some but I love my little community that I built around my body confidence and stuff and I just started sharing like pictures as in a bikini like if I was wearing a short top and it was absolutely terrifying because that is different to me having my voice. I'm confident with my voice. Even that I can criticise sometimes, but I'm my voice is okay, but sharing my body was hard. But I don't have a big enough following that I retracted like loads of trolls and stuff, which was nice. I had people that wanted to be there, which was yeah. good. So I was just going to ask, like, obviously you, because of how confident you are and how positive you are and you love your body unconditionally now, but and you've you've worked at that. Like you must attract so much positivity. I was asking, like, have you had to deal with any negative kind of trolling or anything like that? Not trolling, thankfully. Um, but I do get negativity, and I do get people who. It, and the worst part is, it's people that know us. So I've had people that have said, you know, I had somebody once say it. It was they said, um, you know, people have been saying that they're worried about you, and I was like 
why? And they were like, because of what you're saying. And I was like, but I'm happy. And and it, it's because they're so conditioned to believe. People don't believe that I can be. So I always use the hashtag fat and happy because I am. And like, and am I happy all the time? Absolutely not. But this time it's not because my body is causing us to be like that or because my weight is causing us to be like that. And don't get us wrong. Like, I'm not sitting here going, oh my God, I love everything about being fat. Like, there's things that are crap. The fact that I can't go to the, the theatre in a place I love and sit comfortably drives me bonkers. I can't sit on a plane and be comfortable. But I've learned that that's not my problem. I don't need to shrink for them. They need to be more accommodating to me. And actually, like, why should I shrink myself any in any way? I'm already a woman. We already already have to try and shrink enough. I don't have to shrink. So this, you know, and I do. Can I be as active as everybody else at the moment? No. But I love going to club asides and I love doing me PT. I love walking. Like it's not like I'm sat on the sofa. But do you know what? Even if I was, I'm still entitled to respect. I'm yeah. still entitled to the same respect and empathy and understanding that every other human in this earth is entitled to and that's the bit that I'm most passionate about is I don't care what you look like I don't care what your choices are no you don't owe anybody healthy you owe yourself that if you want to but if you choose to be unhealthy that is your choice and it's okay to do that and that's not been an easy decision for me to say because people will say all the time yeah no but like it's almost as if you get poorly and it's like well you deserve it because you're fat and it's like that's absolutely crazy. You wouldn't go up to somebody who, it's not the greatest analogy, but like someone who smoked that got lung cancer, you wouldn't be like, well, it's your own fault. Like you might think it, but you would never flip and say it. Like, because nobody deserves to be ill. Nobody. Like, do you know what I mean? You don't owe anybody that. You can oh. tell I'm getting passionate about it now. Oh, stuff. Awesome. So well done on your website, mate. Hey, thanks. I'm proper chuffed with it. <laughs> it looks lush. It looks lush. So how, like, how does somebody, like, get a one-to-one from you? So I just want to, you know, because you're, you're brilliant at what you do, you've just described some amazing words and sensible ways of talking about yourself, right, and life in general. Like, describe to us, so I'm guessing people can come onto your website and book a one-to-one with you, yeah? Yeah. What happens in a typical one-to-one with you? So if if you're doing a coaching session, so there's yeah. two, so it'll be two. So I, I have my counselling, I'm going to keep that very separate. And that would be for very general, you know, any issues where you want counselling. And I find that really hard because that's where I have to be very quiet and let the person do the speaking and let them come to all the conclusions. The coaching, as you can probably tell from on here, is where I thrive. <laughs> that's where I go in the element. Um, but no, they both have their benefits. But a coaching session. So say somebody came to me and said, um, I really want some help with um, body confidence or um, self-confidence. I would get the goals. That would be the first thing. We'll talk about what they want to achieve from the session. And I think a really important part for me would be to see what their commitment's going to be like. Now, I'm not going to say to them, you have to do X, Y and Z this many times a week. I just wouldn't do that. I would say to them, you, you decide like, you know, however much you want to do is up to you, but are you committed to giving it a go? Because I've had people before through counselling who when I've suggested something and said, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's not going to work for me. Or I've tried, it doesn't work. And I can't, I can't help you if you just go, nah, it doesn't work. You can come to us and say, yeah, I'm really trying and it's not quite working and we can look at a different way. But the minute you put the stoppers up and instantly say, it won't work for me, it just won't work for you. That, that's the end of it. You know that. Like in anything you do in life, if you say, I can't do that, then you're right. If you say you can't do that, you're right. If you say you can do that, you're also right. Mm -hmm. So it's what you believe. So I've talked through belief systems. Um, I would give a few of me little nuggets about people's opinions. I would find out what their real insecurities were. And then we'll just work through those goals one by one. So we'll talk about like, and everybody's different. So what is it about your self-confidence? Like, is there a, a certain area? Like, are you confident in other areas? What's different there? What can you use from there? And then we'll just work through that. So some people can get a lot from one session. Some people need a few, but I'm really flexible. I'm happy for you to have one session 
go away, say what you think, and then book back in with us again if you want to try something different. For me, this is a new development business as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy to do whatever you need. You know, I don't have a set, right, I'm going to prescribe you six sessions. It doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah. I might work with people for, for months. I might work with them once, you know. It just depends. But yeah. that's kind of how I think it would go. Get in touch. And you've flipped it round recently because um you're working with the lovely Michelle Levers, aren't you? I am, I am. Do you know what, Kylie? I've been uh, I, you might be asking about this in a minute, but I'll it kind of fits in. But I've been a member of the Northern Last Lounge for years. I was listening to one of the podcasts the other day and you asked when you asked them when they became a member, and I was thinking, oh my god, when did I become a member? I absolutely have 2021. February 21. It was it only then? I think I was when did you start it? So this is interesting because when I was looking today to see when people joined, we're three years on the 20th of June. Oh no way. So I've not been too far behind, have I? Oh, yeah. Right, okay. So I think I so when I joined, that would have been for my network marketing business. That's yeah. what I would have joined. Really? Yeah. So that's what I would have been doing. Um and so I know Amy Martin quite well. I owe that girl my life. I absolutely adore her. Um, and I'm really good friends with Emma Satchel as well. So me and the little Satch farm, we go back. Well, me and her know each other from Slimming World. So do me and Amy. But we've been we've gone back years. So um, I think they told us about it. So I joined. And I'm very much an all or nothing girl. And I'll either put loads and loads and loads in or all or nothing. And I'll do loads and loads and loads. But the last few months, like, my business has changed. So I, as well as doing my own private stuff, I work for a, a cancer charity as well, counselling for them, which I absolutely love. And um, and and I really love that work. And then I wanted to spend all of my time doing my private practice stuff, the, like the rest of my time doing the private practice stuff. And I just wasn't getting anywhere. And I did the Canva challenge last year and I got my branding in place and I love it. I'm so proud of my logo. I'm so proud of my colours, everything. Um, but then I did that with it because I was like oh now I don't know what to do and the hardest thing and I don't know if anyone else in the lounge and well I know the will is I don't sell a product now I sell yeah. a service and yeah. my god that's different so I can sell ice to Eskimos like I've been in sales most of my adult life so yeah. I can sell anything so when I worked for the network marketing and stuff I thrived because I was like get me on the camera I did secret sales I would bash through sales but putting myself out there to sell, that is next level. And I really, really struggled with that. I struggled to know my worth. Like having to put a figure on me sessions, I was like, I just can't, I just can't do that. Yeah. I bought a domain months ago and I, I messaged Amy and I was like, what do I do? I've got this domain and, and then never did anything. And Michelle I was on the, the um, podcast Lounge and Learn, wasn't it? When we did How to Start a Podcast yeah. with Michelle. And I did. I just went away and did it. And I thought, you know what? I really, she really inspires us with the way she talks. And she and uh, it was actually about two, three months ago. I was sat in this very office, but I was sat over this. You can't say it on, on the podcast, but over in the other corner. So it was dark and dingy, right? It's only a tiny room. And it was a, a Wednesday and I uh, had about four or five back-to-back -back calls. I was really tired and I just felt so unwell that day and I felt really teary and I just thought, I can't do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I'd hit, like, I think, like, a rock bottom with work. I just thought, what am I doing? Like, I I'd convinced myself I wasn't a very good counsellor, that I was never going to make it. Like, what was the point? Like, I just had all these thoughts in my head. So I did what I always do. I was like, right self-care went and like give myself I did a meditation did some skincare like what I do when I feel need to feel a bit better and then at that weekend me and my husband moved my desk so it's now in front of a window so I get lots of light and it's a lot brighter I've got a bit more room uh, and I made some decisions about me work and me work-life balance and I changed them around but that very day I went on Instagram after I'd been sitting crying about how sad I felt and Michelle had just launched her business and you had I think you'd posted it and I saw it through that and then she was like are you a, and, and this is what she was telling us the other day about like putting that target words out and asking the questions and it was like are you feeling overwhelmed and I was like yes are you a bit <laughs> yes and I was like oh my god it's like written for me 
and like I really couldn't afford it but I was like I don't care I don't care I'm just and I messaged her and I booked two sessions with her and I had one and it just completely changed my game like and you'll have seen from that meeting honestly I've even got written down I went like recently what's happened yeah was she well it's not just Michelle Michelle's a huge part of that there must be other things that's happened like yeah everything yeah well the not the last lounge Uh, not to sound like I'm just blowing smoke at your backside but like I decided that I was paying the next level membership and I was like what am I paying it for I'm not using it never do anything I'm just gonna cancel it and when I had that meeting with Michelle I'm like I was like no I'm not so I cancelled something else that I don't get any client I was paying a membership for that I don't get any clients from and I just thought that's gonna go and that's gonna pay for me let's level membership and then I came to the carnival house and I've I've you know I've met Sarah a few times obviously I know Amy but for the people that were going I only really knew Sarah and we've only met that, that once at that event and I was terrified even though I'm quite a confident person I was thinking oh my god all these women know each other and like I'm just gonna walk in and I was late because I had work and I walked in and that day I just felt so inspired and like I just thought I can do this I can absolutely do this and then it's been like a cycle of just really getting there and when I started with Michelle I really want so what I want to be able to offer is downloadable workbooks online I want that to be like a, a, a product I offer on my website so I started making them but it just felt like it was taking ages and I was like oh and I spoke to Michelle at the next session and I was like I feel like I've got my fingers in lots of parties and and none of them are cooked and she was like you need one thing you need to do one thing that is going to make you feel good and you know you've done it so I just went off and did my website in three days and it's brilliant as well I love it absolutely love it I know there's tweaks to make but I thought if I don't do it if I wait it's perfect I'll never produce it I'll never do it so I just did it and god love that it's shout out Michelle like she has been incredible like not only have I had those two sessions she's been available on whatsapp in between like everything and I know I can just come in the lounge and say I'm doing this does anyone else have this and it I just feel like I've got a really good mix of things right now and I'm stopped talking about myself in a in like a this is what I can do if you really want it I'm like this is what I do like this is me and this is what I do and the difference I feel even saying that is unreal your face is different your face is different when you say I'm buzzing I'm even doing a life coach course as well I'm busy I've just signed up for that as well get in lass and you have to shout your podcast out because this is no so I'll tell you my podcast story like ah I think I shared this on the lounge and learn, didn't I? I actually had on my vision board when I first started business to be interviewed on a podcast. Yeah. Never, ever thought I'd have me own. But it's like meeting people like this is why social media has been phenomenal for me. Yes, it has its ups and downs, but predominantly I can only shout positive things about social media because mm-hmm. everything has like catapulted because of it. Um, and meeting Michelle. So this I met Michelle when I used to do my artwork, like before even the lounge was open and we connected on Instagram and it, you can just connect with people just how you yeah. have. And you must have seen, I don't know what it was about her, but then she was just so lush and we, we just built, I've never met her. <laughs> We've just built this rapport. It's mad, isn't it? uh, and then she started a podcast and I was like, ah. she started oh, winning, right? She started winning awards and that. And I was like, watch it. Michelle Lavers, I'm gonna. So anyway, I messaged her and I just went, right, how do I start this podcast? Or can I even do it? Have I got the time? And within like minutes, she came back with a A to B. And you know what I'm like. I always say I need to, how do I get from A to B? That's very, yeah. very important to me. She did it. And I went, right, let's get her on a lounge and learn and tell everyone else how to do it. You yeah. went and did it. Mars went and done it. Somebody mm-hmm. else, I can't remember who else was. I think Lisa Cry is gonna start one. So your podcast, The Self-Love Initiative, um, yeah. I've just listened to you talking to Lauren Smith, is it? Yeah. Oh, I was so chuffed about that, man. Did you get these people on? Well, she, I mean, she's me bigot. Like, I mean, my friend Jen as well. Jen's 
interview is incredible and god love her she was the busiest person jen's a singer songwriter but also suffers from body dysmorphia and has had body, body image issues mental health stuff like that her interview was great and that was like oh well i can have guests so then i was like michelle had said just ask people so she told us to like have a, a like a template and i just sent it to a ton of people and i did have quite a few replies saying yeah and then they never have and that i get pretty like how rude how do you how do you not want to be on my podcast no, but you know what? Like, one day kylie they'll come back and they'll go oh i want to be on your podcast i'll be like sorry i'm full yeah that's gonna be <laughs> me fun. but lauren god love her so i listened to her on a podcast called go love yourself and she runs it with laura adlington who um, was on the bake off a few years ago and lauren is just the bubbliest loveliest person and i messaged her and she was like yeah i'd love to do it and i was like oh my god this is a mental so she, and but the interview was so lovely it was yes. brilliant and um and i absolutely loved it but it literally was just me dropping into our dms not to sound like the kids um and saying i've run this podcast it's and i think i was always really frightened that they would look and go it's tiny but like because michelle's always said don't concentrate on the numbers but I do I check my numbers and I'm like oh it's gone up to 600 listens like so when you're like telling us about all the listens I'm like I've had 99 on one of them <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> it starts somewhere but um but I, I just absolutely love it and I would love to get more guests on and um, because as much as I love the sound of my own voice you do run out of conversation to have with yourself for half an hour yeah. um and Michelle said at the time like don't don't feel like you have to do it consistently and I know like eventually I will and I love the way you set it up so that you do your recordings and they go out bang every week and I think that's really important but I knew for me if I made that a thing I would just wouldn't do it and then I would feel like I'd failed so now I do it when I've got time I've got yeah. my swanky kit here without me boy uh, me yeah I keep calling me boyfriend he's my husband I've been married for like 12 years 13 <laughs> years this year and I keep calling me boyfriend I'm like who's definitely my husband, we've been together 20 years, and um, my husband bought us for Christmas, um, I bought, he bought us this kit, um, and I love it, I feel like it's swanky with my little microphone and my headphones. So people who would not see in the video, she's got like the full-on podcast, and <laughs> I, uh, I think she's just showing off, because I've got, I no, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a mic that's not plugged in, just for but sure. it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> no, and... That's the thing with podcasts, isn't it? And it's like, it, it's got to fit with how you run your business and the type of person you are. I'm a very structured, logical person and I have to do it in that format or else I'd never do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't put any pressure on yourself and try not to compare yourself, even though I'm constantly looking at Stephen Bartlett and going, how do I, how do I get it to be that big? <laughs> you will, man. He'll be asking you for advice before long. He's already got his eye on you. <laughs> So Claire, we've gotten to that point where I'm going to ask you, why I lass? Why I lass? Oh my God. So I have a question in here. One from each of the team. Oh, I'm excited. And this is the first episode where I'm going to change it up a little bit. Oh, right. Okay. So I've been learning a lot this morning and yesterday about how to reach more um, people on the podcast. And there's a feature which has got Q&A on, on Spotify. And we're going to start asking the audience to answer the same question as well. Love that. <clears throat> um, I say it now because there's various things I've got to do. So if you're listening, <laughs> audience, there should be... <laughs> A Q and A, but you, uh, I love that. I always answer the ones you've asked so far. There was one about dinner parties, and I was answering that. And I was thinking, oh, if I get asked that, and then I was like, oh, they're different questions man, every time. But we're also going to ask people to write in and do like little mini episodes on what they're talking about and stuff. So it's oh, all, I love right. That. all right. Who forgot? Oh, it's Amy. Oh, you see, that was meant to be. Oh. oh no interesting what food would you banish from the earth and why that's such an appropriate question for me isn't it what food would i banish from the earth and why oh well oh god can i have two go for it so lemon and fish they would Together be either either right what? so 
Right, so it would have to be specific with the fish. So it can be battered, like a white cod battered. And cod. I can feel with tuna mixed with mayonnaise. But out like that skanky where you can see the eyes and ugh, nah, no, I can't. Nice rainbow trout. No, nah, that's awful. Horrendous. Oh. And lemon is just the devil's work. I hate it. But I'll tell you a funny story about it though. When so one of the things I owe my life to for Amy Martin is when I was going through a really tough time, Amy told me about a retreat that she knew about. And I went to this retreat in Utah and the four days changed my life, right? It was amazing. Utah in Utah so Amy fundraised helped us fundraise and raised us all the money for me flights so the retreat was free I've met some of my best friends like I'm friends with the nine girls that were in my group still to this day um so I owe Amy my life because I've changed my life and coming back from that was incredible but the yeah. funny story around that was before I went I got sent a questionnaire about like you know any medical conditions da, da, da. and one of them said <laughs> dietary requirements and then it said are there any foods you can't or won't eat so I put in um fish and lemon so when I, a few weeks later I got an email saying can we give you a ring and I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> like, no they're going to chuck us off something's happened <laughs> so the rang us and they said we're just looking at your questionnaire and we're just wondering like how allergic to fish you are and lemon like is it if they're on the plate if they're touching like oh yeah can you be in the same room as them and I was like yeah I'm really sorry I just don't like them like it's I'm not allergic I, thought, I, I just imagine like them lifting the cloche off the food and me being like ah it's, it's the lemon covered fish and running a mile the eyes staring at you yeah I was like and they went oh that's absolutely fine we'll just make you an alternative that night and I was like Oh, I'm so mortified. And then when I got there, I spoke to one of the chefs and he was like, oh, you're the girl with the fish and the lemon. I was like, oh, man. You've got the lemon phobia. Yeah, I flipping hate. I just don't like the taste of it. And when I worked for the network marketing company, they brought out a lemon range. And I used to have to go, hey, it's lovely. I'd be like, and eventually I just went, listen, I'm not going to lie. You all are absolutely here, Lemon. So it's absolutely vile. So please buy it and take it off my hands. And I sold flipping loads of it. I was on it. <laughs> um, please get rid of these. I didn't want them. <laughs> but yeah, lemon and fish are the two. That, that was actually an easier question than I thought it was going to be. Lemon ah. and fish. And I'm sorry to all you fish lovers, but nah, lemon and fish would have to go. It's seafood, me. I mean, if I had to banish a, a food, it would have to be something that I love and like I'll just I... just won't eat it because it knacks me stomach now because because of oh. so pizza right pizza yeah, no I'm not <laughs> letting you do it <laughs> can I banish it it's just so I can't see it because I want it but like I can have a slice or two but I've had terrible experiences with them and this goes back to me bodybuilding so they used to say you could have a cheat day um so you'd like like my diet was fish and broccoli and greens. And as you can imagine, I went down to 11%. Yeah. So on a weekend, on a Saturday, you were encouraged to have anything you wanted. Now, given that to an addictive personality is like, mm -hmm. wow. So I remember when I finished, when I decided that it was ridiculous what I was doing and I stopped the whole bodybuilding thing, we went on holiday uh, and I went with ends. I was having pizza every night. I was boozing and everything why well, you can imagine can you everything in your body just was like uh, and I ended up in hospital for like a week oh my god we bought me stomach went out like this and I had to wear like adult hand like adult nappies and that while I was in in hospital <laughs> oh god love you mate <laughs> but it's not the pizza's fault it's diet culture's fault i know so don't blame the don't blame, don't bash the pizza so. oh we've all, we've all been there we used to have back fridays so we'd get weighed on either a thursday night or a friday morning depending on what group i went to we used to go to minchella's in south shields in the park and we'd sit down and they'd go we'd chat with the woman because we'd be the only ones in and we'd be like chocolate fudge cake lemon meringue da, 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 all these kids i obviously wasn't the lemon meringue and then they'd go how do you know each other and we'd be like slim and world and they'd go oh 
And then I would have like a KFC or a McDonald's for me dinner. And then on a night time, we'd go and get the giant pizzas from Alster, the steak and cheese and barbecue. So, oh, I love it. But I would eat as much food as I possibly could consume on that Friday. Yeah. I could never eat that now. Like my stomach just wouldn't. I've had a bowl of cereal. I'm like, oh, I think I'm all right for a bit now. Like that would never have been me. Oh, totally. Um, binge eating with me, like totally caused it. Binge yeah. Eating. yeah. Mm. But it, it is something you can come out of. It just takes time. And it takes work. And if anybody, you know, if anybody ever wants any advice and they're, they're like, I just want some advice. I don't want sessions and things like that, but I just want some advice. Just drop us a message. I'm always, I, I got my top fan badge today on Facebook for the lounge. Oh, hey, so, get it. After my top fan badge. So um, you may message me anytime. But honestly, thank you so much for this. I have loved it. I feel like I just want to do this every Saturday morning now to brighten my day up. I've got one last question for you, Claire. All right, okay. If you could give one bit of advice to any lass out there who's going to start a business, what would it be? Just start it and perfection doesn't matter. So that's two bits of advice. Three bits of advice is also don't compare yourself to others, but that's what <laughs> you need to But just, just go for it. Just do it. Like, you. what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? and surround yourself with your people find your tribe and find your lasses that are going to support you and lift you up when you're feeling rubbish and learn to love yourself so that's like 10 bits of advice but i said it in one breath so get it all in there cool <laughs> thank you so much Claire. Absolutely. Thanks, Kylie. And, uh, have a good weekend thank you thanks very much bye, bye. it's the lasses who lounge the northern last lounge Badass business lasses. Lasses who lounge. It's pure juice. It's the lasses who lounge. Alright. 